Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode two hundred and oh, crap. I don't know what, what's it gone. What is it? Where is it? <laughs> Let's carry on. Two hundred seventy-nine, two seven nine. It's the ENS Wool Lives podcast deadline day special with Mr. Liam Keane and Nathan Judah, your host, Kino. How are you? I know you're very busy. There's loads and loads of news going on, so I can't wait to discuss the incomings and outgoings today. It's going to be a three-minute podcast, world record. Uh, how's it going in Warwick's son? It's not too bad, my friend. It's not too bad. Yeah, deadline day special that is um, filled with everything but deadline day. Deadline news. I'm, I'm afraid. Um, We've just yeah. lost 4,500 listeners there, Liam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't say that at the top of the we podcast. need to sell, sell this show so people keep on listening. Yeah, unfortunately, it is very quiet. But, you know... I'm not complaining. Not that I don't want to be busy and do work, but mm. um, you know, whether we're going straight into it or not, I'll just say it. Wolves have been organised. Wolves have got their business done. I'm not complaining, and I don't think anyone else should either. It's not exciting. You might not be sat there with your uh, with your yellow tie on and your suit. And, um, and which, by the way, you didn't do a tweet this morning, which was a shock. Um, but. Wolves are organised, so we can't ask for much more than that. I couldn't have done. I couldn't have done a yellow tie picture if there was absolutely zero. We knew there was zero incoming today. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it to the peeps. I thought you'd do I it anyway. I thought I was. No, I, I would have no. bet my house on it that you'd have done that tweet. No, 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 no. You no, have the attention. No, no tweets here. No <laughs> tweets here. Um, I love the fact that when I put um, the question tweet out this this morning, uh, people thought we were. Drinking Superbock um, in a in a bar uh, behind <laughs> behind us. Um, we're not drinking. We haven't had a drink yet. Well, Kino, have you had a drink? N- not yet. There's plenty of time though. There is plenty of time. Where was that taken? I can't even remember now. That was, was it in pre season that... somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in that bar in Portugal that um, where they had all the video games and stuff. And we were oh, yes. and, I, and I and I beat you. I think it was four or five times in a row on Mario Kart. Yeah, you like your video games. I don't. I'm not really a video game person, Kino. But you know, you look at both of us. You can tell which one is the uh, the computer nerd and which you, one's the um, the male model. You can turn um, that on me all you like, but I won't. So <laughs> simple um, as that. Does look good though. I mean, I can't remember if they were good or not, but it looks like a cold glass. It was frosty. Looks delicious. I feel like I need to need to bin off dry January. Oh well, I did that already. Um... <laughs> Superbock is a very nice, uh, very nice beer. But yeah, I think yeah, you you say you've been it off already. I was just, I mean, what, I just what I was about to, to say. We need to discuss this because I didn't really um, pay too much attention. But you did call me. No, you text me. I believe Saturday morning. Obviously, we didn't have a game this weekend, as you all know. I'm sure it was like ten thirty or ten forty-five a.m. No, no, no I, I think it was it? bang on ten actually. <laughs> bang on ten. Okay, even worse. Bang on ten a.m. Uh, you saying you were in London with the boys and you were already two beers in at 10am. <laughs> I mean, that is early, Liam Keane. It was early. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, I had a you know a nice a nice day out with my, my chums um, and and we did a, I, I, don't, I, th- I think you'll be into something like this, a bottomless brunch. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. In a, um, from a mimosa point of view, no, no, no alternative apart from me. I want champagne, I want my orange juice and I'm happy with that. Avocado toast, smashed, little bit of feta, some microgreens on top. That's my kind of bottomless brunch. Was that yours? Um, well, it was actually quite a nice place, to be fair. It was on uh, South Bank in, in London. Um, mm. We the, the food is brilliant. We had this really nice chicken burger. but um, Chicken burger? 
yeah, it was like fancy. They had all like yeah. Well, did you go Nando's? Did you first no, bottle? Oh, I wish, mate. Right? Um, <laughs> we we started off with a with a beer, but we did um, end up on mimosas and prosecco. It wasn't champagne prosecco, but I'll just take I'll just take whatever I'm giving, mate. Okay. Um, but where we did also... you go? Was South Bank was it Oxo Building? Was it one of them? I, I, I honestly, that could have been a different language. I, I don't know London very well, I'm afraid, so I don't know. <laughs> I just know okay. where it was. Okay. Uh, I could see water from outside the uh, wow. f- f- through the windows. Um, Lord but, help the people who were sat next to you guys. They were going for a lovely bottomless brunch, well, and you reprobates Turner. There were six of us, and we were we, we wow. did make a you know a point to the to the server very quickly. Say when you drop the drinks off, if we down them straight away can you take them away and get another one instantly um, oh my god and, um, it worked to some extent but they they were a little bit slow with their service but you know i don't blame them we were <laughs> we were we were drinking the house down but we what we did before that as well is we mm. um I, I did go to watch football as a inverted commas fan for the first time in a while um and I, I say inverted commas because I'm not wasn't a fan of either team. Obviously, I'm a Wolves fan, but I I did go to watch mm, Charlton versus don't start Char, Charlton versus Bolton. Um, the whole point of this was, and it was purely from a selfish wow. point of view. Wow! Um, <laughs> you picked your game. I know exactly. I'm I'm sort of got my but basically my my sister got me at at Christmas got me this sort of scratch off map of all the 92 football teams and a frame and all that kind of stuff. So. I scratched off all the ones I've done. I think of the current 92, I'm on 55. Now mm. I'm on 56, go into the valley. Um, but my, I'm in a sort of a phase now where I want to try and tick off a couple extra grounds. So I went to, I forced my friends basically to go to Charlton Bolton. Um, and um, wow, we got there. Yeah. We missed the first five minutes of the game because we were in the concourse having a beverage. Um, in that first five minutes, Bolton scored a direct free kick right in front of the uh, the goal we were behind. Okay, M- missed that. Half time, we go down for a for a beverage. Missed the first two minutes of the second half. Twenty five seconds into the half, Charlton equalised and we missed wow. it. Wow. Um, there was only one of the goal in that game. It was at the other end, and Bolton got a winner. Uh, so we missed two of the three goals, <laughs> and they were both in front of the goal we were we were at. So um, it was Apart a good that fir- great day. So it was good fun, but it wasn't quite the um, the the spectacle from a footballing point of view that we, we might have been after. No, that's not great, mate. That's not great. I'm um, gonna take off some more grounds though. I'm, I'm, that's the plan. I'm surprised. I guess 55 is not a bad effort. I've got no idea to be honest. I would have thought League One might be my issue, but I would say I've, I've probably done about 80, 75, 80. That's good going. League One and Championships my issue because obviously I used to go to Warsaw, so League Two I'm. League yeah, two, you're fine in, yeah. And then now Premier League with Wolves. So and the only Premier League ones this year, Bournemouth was a new one for me. Um, and then Fulham and Leicester coming up later this season are both going to be new for me. So mm-hmm. I'll get a couple of those ticked off. Well, Bournemouth and Fulham have both been in our media facilities already. Leicester yet to be in there. Will they be in this one? We are going to be doing number 10 to number 6 later on. We've had a little bit of a change as well, a little bit of a late change, a little bit of late movement. So um, 10th to 6 later on in this podcast. But let's talk deadline day. Let's talk January window. Um, We all know the big signings, the six big signings, the six major signings that have come in. Kino, and look, Wolves have had a good window, haven't they? Let's let's be honest. Um, I asked the peeps, uh, the good old peeps, let me have a look, uh, what and how they rated deadline day grade it and they graded it as follows there was over 2,000 votes on this a 52% so just over half said a for for January business b 44% c 2% and d 0.6 so so Liam 97% of people 
uh, graded uh, Wolves' business as A or B, which is which is great news, isn't it? Really, if they're happy, and I think you're happy predominantly. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the powers that be at the club, if they saw that number, would be pretty pleased with that. Um, on, on the video we did earlier today, I, I went with B plus. I think the only reason that stops me going for an A is I've got some reservations still, and I think you agree with me to a large extent um, on Mateus Cunha and whether he is an out and out number nine. Um, from what I've seen of him, I think he's got. Well, I think actually in a short space of time has actually done very well. Um, obviously, not had a goal scoring impact yet, but that's what that's what Wolves hope he will have. Um, but he seems more comfortable to me playing off a number nine. Um, but if you look at his, you know, his history playing um, in Germany, playing uh, in Spain, uh, he has predominantly played as a nine. Um, Wolves see him as a as a number nine who can play out wide, not a winger who can play as a striker. So Wolves have brought him in as uh, with the idea of him being that number nine who yeah. will get the goals. So um, and look, you, you you can't complain that Wolves have um, have gone out and, and backed Lopetegui and made the kind of Son is not just in making six signs. It, you know, it's a great number of players to come in. It's also the money spent. You know, forty-three million on on Mateus Cunha is is well, it's a record transfer, isn't it? So, um, yeah, they see him as the man to, to get the goals. On well, when he gets the goals or not is, is yet to be seen. Whether he's that number nine or not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but that's the only thing that stops me going for an A because overall, they've achieved the three things really that that they were looking at. It was. Balancing the side, adding experience, and adding Premier League expertise and age to the squad. So mm-hmm. they they've done that with all the signs they brought in because Cunha is is twenty three and and at a good age and obviously a big high profile signing. Uh, Lamina and Dawson are, are both at a, you know an experienced age in their prime um, with Premier League expertise and, and experience. Sarabia is in his prime, balances the squad and adds versatility out wide or as a ten. Bentley. Club captain at Bristol City brings that kind of leadership that they're after. Jao Gomez, a player who they hope will have an impact straight away, of course, when he does play. Um, but they're also building ahead for the summer and planning ahead because they're probably going to lose Martinho and Neves and maybe Nunes in the summer. So I think they've hit all all aspects they needed to hit. They've hit here and now, the, the, uh, planning ahead for the future, and also players that should add a lot of quality and Premier League experience. Give me a percentage chance now of Jean Moutinho not being with Wolves next season. Percentage chance, I'm going to yep. go as high as 90%. I think. I was going to say 95%. Yeah, I think Jean Moutinho... Ruben Neves, percentage chance of not being with Wolves next season. Uh, considering he'll have one year left on his contract, um, I'm going to go 80. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 85%. Yeah, yeah that's fair. In fact, actually, with the one year, in in a, in a weird way, it might help Wolves keep hold of him because they're not going to get you know, the money he's worth on one year anyway. So there may be an opportunity to keep to keep him for you know for the extra year. But the, it, the likelihood is that he is going to go in the summer. He was meant to go last summer. Um, as much as he loves the club, he's going to want a big move as well. So I think it's going to happen. I mean, you say one year, Liam, but these days... Clubs don't really care whether it's one year, three year, five years. I mean, you look at uh, I think Chris Wood going in January last year, was half six months on his contract for twenty five million. You know, That's so a fair point, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any issues with one year or two years or three years. If a club and there's going to be a plethora of clubs who are after him who who could do with Ruben Neves, they're quite happy. Oh, do you have to, you have to, do you want to wait for 
for six months or do you want to stump up the cash now to make sure you get him for for 30 40 million i think that's absolutely fine um and I, i'm i'm pretty sure he'll go um for a, for a decent amount what what that might be would be interesting liam would you say around 30 40 million with a year left or a bit less. Yeah, that probably feels fairly realistic purely because of the the contract length. I think he's obviously you sign a five year deal tomorrow, and exactly. then you sell him. It's it's a lot. It's fifteen to twenty million more. But I don't think Wolves will go down that line. I think that he will go, and he'll go for for that kind of fee. Would you say? I think that's probably that's probably fair. Uh, as you rightly say, purely because of the length of contract. If he was if he was under a longer a longer deal currently, he'd be worth a hell of a lot more. And I think. Um, if and when he does move on, he'll go with uh, the good graces of, of, of Wolves fans because he's been um, a modern-day legend, really, for the club. And um, and it's a shame that he's, what is probably going to be his last season is going to be um, a relegation battle. But if he keeps Wolves up and moves on in the summer, I think it's a, it's a good enough way to go. It's a shame it wasn't in Europe. You could, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could argue that if Ruben Neves had left, then Wolves, Wolves would probably be relegated this season because he's put in some mas- masterful displays, and I'm sure he'll will between now and the end of the season. So, um, just that in itself is is testament to to the man and uh, what he's done at this football club. Um, Matthias Cunha percentage chance of being at Wolves next season of not being at Wolves next season. Sorry, Matthias Cunha or Matthias Nunes. Sorry, Matthias Nunes. Sorry, <laughs> too many Matthias is kicking around. I know. Um, Maybe sitting on the fence a little bit with Nunes. Oh, here we go, 50-something. I'm I'm going to genuinely go 50-50, and that is because um, if a club, and let's say a club, look, we know Liverpool are interested, Liverpool need to sign midfielders, but let's say any club. If any club wants to sign Nunes, or any player for that matter in the Wolves squad, and they offer a fee um, that that Wolves deem acceptable... Wolves will allow players to move on. We, we know that. It's happened with Jota, Doherty. It's, it's happened with players in the past. Wolves Players come to Wolves knowing that they will hopefully get a, a good opportunity to, to prove themselves in the Premier League, play at a very good club, a very big club with great players, but that Wolves will allow them to move on at some point in the future. So I think it, it basically sits... You know, Wolves in a good position that he's on a long contract, but it sits to the point that if a club offers the right money, then he'll go. So... It's very much 50-50. If a club offers the money Wolves deem acceptable, he'll leave. And what that fee is will be very interesting because it may be lower than what than what some fans will think because we know that fans will be sat there thinking, oh, I want £60, £70 million pounds for him. After this season so far, you, you might not get anywhere near that. So it would be interesting how much of a profit they make on, on what they paid in the summer for him if he does leave in the summer. Someone who's definitely not leaving in the summer because um, he is the hero of Wolverhampton. He's got the freedom of Wolverhampton. He is... Mr. Zhao Gomez. Free Zhao Gomez. He has been freed. Um, it's funny. The, yesterday, Liam, we were um, um, sending a few texts back and forth. And I was like, I wonder what the, the unveiling videos are going to be. And I was like, oh, maybe they won't go with Free Zhao Gomez because maybe a bit of respect to Flamengo. And I know there was a bit of, you know, toing and flowing there. But they might, you know, maybe it's a bit of a kick in the teeth for them saying that he was held with beyond his will. Oh, it's freejaogomez.net.com.biz. <laughs> .co.uk. It was all over the place. Um, stickers all over the city, and uh, they did it very, very well. And look, this this kid, I hope he's good, Liam. Let's be honest, no one knows. I hope he's bloody good after all of this. I think he's going to be a really, a really good player going forward. Long, long deal. Uh, was it five and a half years? I believe. Yeah, with, with a an option contract as a, uh, option. Sorry, as well. With with a twelve month option. Um, fantastic. I mean, great picture of. Um, 
of Gomez and Cunha uh, today that obviously yesterday that that, that that Wolves put out and uh, just refreshing really that this guy wants to come here. I know, you know, money talks etc. It's not as if he's coming here for twenty p a, a week, um, but at the same time, uh, I think it's great that someone's held out. You know, Leon obviously you know very big side in in French football and and saying and, and you know they sent everybody out there to try and sign him when he was no he was steadfast in. In wanting to go to Wolves, he'd given his world and given his word. Sorry, and um, looks like he's got a really, really strong head on those young shoulders, and, and I like it. And I think he's going to get a great reception. I hope, and we'll, we'll come into the morning atmosphere in a bit. Whether he's whether he's in the squad or not, they really use him and to ramp up that atmosphere against Liverpool. I thought they missed a trick um, previously with Cunha. They've got to use him for me. Whether it's at the start, whether it's in at half time, whether he's in the squad, let's get it going. Let's really ramp up that atmosphere. There could be some great songs for him, and um, and you know credit to everybody who got involved in that social media campaign. Yeah, definitely, it'd be great to see some sort of unveiling, wouldn't it? I know it's it's a difficult balancing act for a club because they don't want to necessarily pour too much pressure on him or make other signings who haven't had unveilings feel uh, less important. But it's been such an incredible saga around Jao Gomez and. And we know that the fans will respond to it, so I think it'd be to have something at the game on Saturday against Liverpool would be would be great. But yeah, I think there's a, there's a few points to to the Jao Gomez saga. Um, first of all, his commitment, devotion. I mean, if you want to be dramatic, honour really in saying that you know I'm sticking to my word and and um, and coming to Wolves because you know I told them I was going to come. So that was a a great thing for him as a 21 year old. You know, the impression we get from you know reading. Journalists in, in Brazil talking about him. The, the quote from Matt Hobbs uh, on the unveiling is, the, you know, he, he's 21, but he's, he's married already. He's he's very sort of mature for his age, very homely, um, and, and the kind of character that will that will bring anything but trouble to the Wolves dressing room. And I think that is perfect. That's exactly what you want, exactly what you need. Um, it also proves, you know, he could have gone to Lyon, as you mentioned, or a very you know, a very big club, not just in French football, but in world football. Um, he would have got more money there. Flamengo would have got more money, as we know, hence why they were trying to do the deal there. And he insisted on coming to Wolves. That proves that, well, as we all know, Wolves are a big club. They're in the biggest and best competition in the world, in the Premier League. And they've got a very, very big manager who has got pulling power in Julian Lopetegui because that player wanted to come and work with him. And that is a great position for Wolves to be in as well. So all of these things added together, um, well, creates a cult hero, really, at Molyneux, doesn't it? <laughs> but he has to do it on the pitch now. It would be absolutely awful if he turns out to be no good. But I don't think that's going to be the case. He looks like a very a very handy pit bull of a player, which, of course, is his nickname. And um, and feels to me like a Ruben Neves replacement. It remains to be seen if that's how it works out. But... He feels like a long-term heir to the throne. And um, if he can be anything, half the player that never has been for Wolves, he'll be a success. No uh, no free Jao Gomez t-shirt, Keno. Have you had yours in the post yet? No, not yet. I need to get on to Wolves and, uh, and get, going, and get it sent over. On? I know, it'd be God, nice. We, we could have been posing for that in the video earlier today. Uh, it's disgraceful. I mean, 21 years old and married? Keno. I know. I know. When I was 21, I was uh, yeah, my main choice was between a... Chicken chow men and a beef foo young for, for for dinner. That was my main choices, most difficult choices of man. And I ended up having both. To be fair, if you've seen the size of me, so um, twenty one and married, fair play. That might uh, does that give you um, the old wedding bells, Kino? Now you and Rosie living together. You know you you're living in each other's space. You're sharing air fryers. I mean, surely the next step is a 
a little bit of a um, little bit of diamond. Well, I'll be honest with you, mate. She's already landed on her feet, hasn't she? Oh. So let's not push her luck. <laughs> when are you going to do it? Is it going to be this week Excuse or next me? month? When are you going to do it? <laughs> when are you going to do it, baby? Uh, well, I, honestly, I could not tell you. Um, a little bit of Cubit Ciconia on a, on, a, on a ring? I've, honestly, again, that could have been another language. Um, okay. Look, you've got to understand... It's basically a, a fake diamond, mate. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a difference. <laughs> but you'll be telling it was four carats worth. Oh, of course. Do you think I'm going to be spl splashing the cash with this? God, no. If I can get 200 quid uh, buy one, get one free sale, I'm all over that. Take it back to Benidorm, mate. Just just go down on one knee in the middle of the strip. <laughs> <laughs> Romance. Romance is not what a dead. place. Um, in, in, between, in the red line. In between the star, <laughs> between the red line, the Star Wars show, and the Rippers. Sticky Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. Uh, brilliant. Absolutely superb. Um, just, I tell you what though, <laughs> Free Joe Gomez, you can't knock it. I was trying to find out the original person who started Free Joe Gomez, and I think we think, um, and it was the first tweet that Wolves showed on the on the little video as well. It was friend of the podcast Kate Wright, who who now lives in in Holland in Amsterdam. Um, so a season ticket holder uh, for many a year. So fair play for starting that off, and uh, it just snowballed, and it was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. And, and it, Message complete in the end, and the fact that it all they all did it on the video, and, and it came back to to Zhao, and, and he absolutely loved it. Is um, it was a nice little, I think it was a nice little two week story, wasn't it? To be fair, yeah, I'm just glad it had a happy ending in the end. Um, you can get one of them on the strip as well. <laughs> Honestly, if you keep stealing my uh, my punchlines, I'm not. I, can't oh, wow. I was I was I was working my way there. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. Said. Um, hey. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, it, it was an incredible saga. It's one of the things that. Um, that you know, you, you don't get transfers like these very often. Um, mm. The way that you know Flamengo, which we revealed on the podcast, uh, ceased communication with Wolves, and and were desperate to force the player to go to Leon. The, the fact that the you know the Leon chairman and um, sporting director and different staff members were out there and chatted to him in person to try and convince him, and and he and he stuck by Wolves, and and of course Wolves got the deal done in the end, um, which even if he did stick by was ne was never a guarantee. Um, yeah, incredible. I just really hope, really hope he had something. But we've got to remember, it's an important point actually to make while we're on this topic that um, he hasn't played for two months. He's been um, he's been training, of course, but it's been the the off season, the pre season for for Brazilian football. So um, it would take a little bit of time. I, I would I would like and, and to think and hope that he'll be in the squad for Liverpool. But if he starts, the game will be will be gobsmacked. So. Um, I think Matt Hobbs, in his quotes uh, in, in the announcement for, for his, his his signing, said, "Look, be patient, give him a bit of time." And I think that's an important message to get across as well because the excitement will be there. I hope they do some sort of unveiling, something to get the crowd going. But at the same time, don't expect him to come in and be bossing Premier League football from week one. Hopefully, this season you'll see a lot of that. But certainly, it's one for next season onwards as a as a potential starter. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if it wasn't in the squad for Liverpool, to be honest. And like you say, two months out of playing, there's no need to rush him back. I mean, uh, just, I guess, finishing off the signings. I mean, Wolves have got a plethora of midfield options now. So um, And, you know, we discussed potentially George going, going out on loan. Hasn't gone out on loan, so maybe tell us a little bit more about that. And, you know, when Traore does return as well, there's a lot of players who are not going to be in, not only in the starting lineup, but not on the bench either. They're going to be in the in the stands watching because uh, there is definitely, you know, six seven midfielders there, and central midfielders there now. Yeah, once Bubakar Traore is back from injury, there'll be there'll be seven central midfielders. Um, 
I mean, Pablo Sarabia on the Wolves website is listed under midfielders rather than forwards as well. So if, um, I mean, obviously, you know, he's been playing out wide and, and, and I think that Lopetegui sees him there, but he can play as a 10. So there's, you know, there's a, a potentially another option in the mix. Um, yeah, I think Hodge and, and Bukhachori at times as well, we'll see potentially sitting in the stands and not, not being in the squad. But Lopetegui had a decision to make in the last few days and um, he made it very clear that he wants Joe Hodge to stay with the team until the end of the season. Whether he whether that's the best thing for his progression, we'll wait and see. Um, but I've been very impressed by him. Lopetegui has been as well. He's settled into the squad very well. I think he's got a lot to offer. He may not get as many opportunities between now and May as, as he would like or we might like. But perhaps him being in and around the squad and reassessing in the summer would be would be the best thing. And remember as well, you know, what we've just said about the players at the club, Mitinho, Neves, Nunes, yeah, they may lose two or three midfielders in the summer and Hodge will automatically become a very important cog again. So um Wolves seem as part of the first team for the future. Um he could have gone on loan, Lopetegui stopped it. So it'd be interesting to see how he's utilised between now and May. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a it's a trade off, isn't it? You know, you get you get some championship experience and I assume it would have been championship um experience and and, and playing more regularly, or remember, Lopetegui's only been there for just over a couple of months now, so he'll want to get. You know, this is one of the world, the, the best coaches in, in world football. So, the experience you'll get of just training and being at Compton and being around these players sometimes is as invaluable as as playing. You know, maybe in the championship against. Let's be honest, a very poor championship as well. He's shown what he can do. He's shown that he can play at the highest level. So, maybe they've, they've looked at that and gone, okay, well, if he won't play, we still get some. Maybe some 23s games or 21s games, sorry, and um, and and play a little bit there. Be on the bench when you need to be, and yes, you might miss out on the odd squad, but there's always always finds a way, isn't there, with injuries or suspension or two that you know you could quite easily be starting or or be on at half time in a game in the next two or three weeks. You just it's better to be safe than sorry, isn't it? And look, Wolves are. Wolves are battling to for the for their lives at the bottom of the table. So the last thing they want is all of a sudden a couple of suspensions or a couple of bad injuries, and you're like, oh, wish we had Joe Hodge on the bench uh, today. So I think it's probably right that they can be greedy in this situation. If Wolves were were tenth or ninth or whatever, then maybe they might have thought differently. But I think the fact of where they are and um, the fact that he's progressing and that Lopetegui wants to have a look at him, you know, as much as possible, you know, on the at Compton Park, on the field at Molyneux, I think it makes more sense actually. When you the more sense when you come to think about it. Yeah, I can definitely see the reasons why. And from the player's point of view as well, look, he'll want to play, obviously, but at the same time he knows he's in a good position here with the manager and the club and he's gonna to want to stay in his thoughts as often as he possibly can. So seeing him every day at the training ground, being in and around the squad putting in the kind of performances in training and in games as he has been doing um, can only aid his position in the manager's mind as well as in the starting eleven potentially in the squad. So, um, And he had something different to, to those midfield options as well. Um, I, th- I think it does make sense. I think the word you use there, Wolves can be a bit more greedy. I think it's quite a nice way of looking at it because I think it's fair to say that Wolves at times have been guilty of... Being too nice in transfer windows, yep. we saw yep. that. We saw that with the centre back situation in the summer, when the when the Dawson deal fell through. They've kept hold of a player now, and um, a player who's obviously doing very well, and and they can they can afford to be greedy in the position they're in. So I think it's I think that's the right way to put it. So yeah, it'd be nice to see him get some more opportunities. It'd be potentially limited, but we'll see how he gets on. But you know, injury suspensions, things happen during the season, and I'm sure he'll. I'm sure we'll see him again in a Wolf shirt this season, and hopefully put in the kind of performances. We're used to seeing from him now because the consistency 
as well as the levels of performances for his age and the experience he's had so far is it's quite remarkable to be honest. Best January signing, 1,700 votes. Uh, I think it's great that this is so mixed as well. Um, all four players, I mean, I didn't include uh, Lamina in this uh, and, and obviously the backup keeper as well, but the top four signings, everyone's got decent, um, a decent amount here. Dawson, 17%. Cunha, 29%. Gomez, 19% or 20%. Sarabia, 34%. So Sarabia wins, but all of them had a decent chunk of the voting. And that, I think that just shows because it was spread you know, quite evenly across those four players. Um, how good the business is, really, that a lot of people have different needs and some some are more longer term, some are shorter term, some will come straight into the first team, some will be on the bench, some won't be in the squad. But the fact that they're all vying for um, for top spot and it's quite close, I think, I think is great. You know, we talk about, you know, Cunha and Gomez and Sarabia, but Craig Dawson, he hasn't even made his debut yet for, for Wolves and could be an integral uh, between now and the end of the season, you know, could end up ousting one of the two centre backs as as quickly as as Liverpool on Saturday potentially. So he could be, you know, one of those signings that maybe hasn't gone under the radar, but again, he's not huge, huge money, but could be essential in the short term compared to some of the others. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the good thing about that poll is that whatever answer I give for my opinion means that at least quite a few people are going to agree with me. So I'll, Correct. I'll take that. Go on, what's, um, your, what's yours out of the four? I genuinely, not just because he was top, I would have said Sarabia as well. Mm. F- mm-hmm. Closely followed by Cunha, but I um, I, I would go Sarabia. Um, again, like I, I said this on the video earlier today, I'm going to repeat myself once again. I've said it on the podcast before. He's very strangely gone under the radar, um, partially because of the Jao Gomez, or probably mostly because of the Jao Gomez saga. Um, but I think for the money Wolves paid, £4.5 million for a 30-year-old who scored more than 20 goals last season and got more than 10 assists as well, um, I think is a is, is, is wonderful business. He can play on the right and gives Wolves a bit of balance between him and, and Adama switching you know, in terms of the squad options there on the right. can play as a 10. I think perfectly fits the, the system 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 the Wolves are trying to play. I think it makes, and he's a Spanish international. I think it's, a, I think it's an excellent signing um, for his age as well, in the prime of his career. Knows the manager. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. So that for me, uh, when you consider the money involved and everything on the on the balance of it, it's probably probably the best signing. Pecunia closely followed because I think you know, Wolf got that done early, beat Everton and Leeds to his signature two you know relegation rivals that wanted to sign him, um, and I think who were. Fairly confident they might get him as well, and Wolves, you know, swooped in and took him. Um, so I'm mean, yeah, a big fan of that. And you mentioned Dawson. I, yeah, I've not given him much uh, much of a chat uh, on this podcast so far, but I think it comes back to something we've spoken about, and I've brought up on the podcast quite a few times that as much as I like Collins and Kilman, and I genuinely do, I think they're both very good players who actually have if, have improved in recent weeks. If I'm if I'm being honest as well, they need a little bit of guidance, even if it's a player. An experienced Premier League player like Dawson, who isn't necessarily going to play every single game. Look, maybe he will. Maybe he'll come in on Saturday and start every game between now and May. But even if he doesn't, if he comes in for a few games, comes out again, but he's just there in and around the squad, the changing room, the leadership and experience, and just as someone to put an arm around those two young centre backs, give them a bit of advice, a bit of guidance, and 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 help them. And then equally, you add in his. Well, let's be honest. He's a set piece specialist, isn't he? With his with his goals, not just offensively but also defensively as well. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Again, for the the length of contract he's on, two and a half years, three point three million was a was a you know a very small fee to bring him in. 
So it's another one of those signings where I, I think I would use the word shrewd from Wolves. I think it's a very shrewd deal. And um, and they've got a good mixture, as I come back to, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, a good mixture between glamorous, high-profile signings like Cunha and shrewd, fairly cheap deals, but I think tick a lot of boxes like Sarabia and Dawson. So the fans are predominantly happy with this transfer business, this window. Uh, the... Uh... The Express and Star Wars journalists are quite happy uh, with this window. Do you think the, the club are happy as well, Liam? I think so, yeah. I mean, that's why they've got such a quiet deadline day. Um, I'll give a little bit of credit to uh, to my colleague, um, Alex Dickon at the Birmingham Mail. I don't often give him much credit, but I will do on this. Oh! I know, I know. Um, <laughs> he did do a tweet earlier to say, you know, the, what is the marker of, a, of an organised squad, organised club, sorry, is when... They've got a quiet deadline day, and that is what you want. It's not exciting. It's not glamorous. You know, as I say, you're not sat here with your with your yellow tie on, with your eyes fixed to the to the TV and Twitter, um, waiting for something to happen. It's not as exciting, but it means Wolves are in a good place. They're aligned in their vision. Um, aligned Matt- in their vision. I like that. <laughs> I have that. I have some of that keynote. The manager has come in and has a pulling power. Um, he also has got. You know, a say on transfers. He comes in with a lot of authority. He came in at the right time as well. I, I felt because him and Matt Hobbs getting the sporting director role, I feel came. I feel it was good timing to be honest, and they work well together. Um, look at Matt Hobbs's uh, quotes on transfers and transfer announcements. Sorry, when they come out as well, he's a lot more detailed, a lot more open. So you can only praise him for that as well. Um, and he's very honest in, in, in how he describes even arranging the deal, let alone what the, the deal will, will bring to the club. Um, Wolves are going in the right direction. They just need to get through these next few months, which is, a lot, you know, it's easier said than done, don't get me wrong. But um, they've got a, a very good manager. That, as I say, they're aligned in what they want to do and the kind of players they're bringing in. And I think they're in a very good place with this window. It's it's a good sign. It's not, it's not exciting, but it's a good sign to have a quiet deadline day. And... Wolves are benefiting, I think, from it because they're giving these players enough time to bed in for what is going to be a very, very crucial few months and even a few games coming up very recently. Uh, good stuff, Keno. Love to see it. Um, we touched on it with um, with maybe they're going to go on with Gomez to to whip up the crowd. I- I've got to say thank you to everyone who took part in um, replying to the tweet about Molyneux and how the atmosphere can get better, which it definitely can do. And there's suggestions from everybody um, in what can be improved. Look, all I can say is that the club are are very helpful. Um, They want to improve. They want to look at it. They're looking at what the suggestions that you've given them. And if you haven't given them suggestions, feel free to add on to the, um, the tweet that I've done. And I think, Liam, we may see some changes in the upcoming weeks. And if you do, then pat yourselves on the back. And if you're still complaining um, and you haven't replied to the tweet, well, then, you know, you, you've had your chance, really. So this was the chance to, to speak. It does need to get better. And it's not going to get better overnight, is it? But I think a few tweaks, not just from Wolves, but obviously from the fans as well. And let's let's be honest, if they can start winning some games and, and getting some big results, if they can beat... Liverpool on Saturday, you know, the atmosphere will easily overnight change, I think. And I think once they get out of that trouble, and I think they will do, and go clear of that relegation zone, 
I think then maybe people might relax a little bit more and there might be a little bit of fun. It's all a bit walking on eggshells, as you can understand. But a few tweaks here and there from the club, from the fans, and I think we could have a bouncing ball on you again. And that's what we want, isn't it? I mean, that's what everyone wants, you know, the club mm. included. Everyone wants to, to be on the same page and working towards um, what you can be, because we all know what it can be and how vital it is to, to the team and, and the success that the Wolves have had in recent years as well. So there's a lot of a lot of good ideas that have come through the tweet. I mean, there was a lot of responses within there trying to go through. I think a lot of responses, yeah. I think yeah. it's not far off 200, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, ideas and responses. And, and of course, you're going to get people saying things like, you know, offer everyone a free pint and <laughs> play the liquidator. Although that one's not as silly as the as the first one no. because it's possible that that could happen. But I don't think mm-hmm. that solves the problems overnight. Um, the, the Music team, was a one. Yeah, I mean, I was just, just going to mention quickly that the team performing and scoring goals is absolutely um, mm. uh, something that needs to improve and that will help the, the atmosphere. But there are things that I think can be done alongside that. Music and goal music, that's been a, a debate, debated one that you mentioned there. Um, the PA system, I think, if we're being honest, probably does need improving. I think people struggle to, to hear. Maybe the half-time entertainment. There are things that, that can be done. Um, I will also point back to say that you know there was votes on a lot of this stuff in the summer and there will be another one this summer. So I would encourage fans to take part in that and um, and make their voice heard and make changes. But there's one that I saw um, that I think a few people said this actually is there was a, Wolves had a lot of anthems, a lot of a lot of songs that for you know the Nuno era that were that were perfect for the position they were in, perfect for the mm. squad, you know, specific players and the manager, etc. We need some of that back. I mean, yeah, it's an it's an easy thing to say, but. And maybe the Jao Gomez signing will, will spark that because I know there's been a few people you know, writing lyrics up and getting creative. But even something as simple as that, having two or three real anthems that fans can get behind, that that the whole stadium gets behind, not just the South Bank, not just one section of the stadium, but everyone getting behind, that is, a, I think, is a massive part of it. Um, the Wolves tr- you know, have been trying to do things with um, you know, the fire and, and, and the, the atmosphere on night games and things like that as players are walking out. And I think... To an extent, that does help, but um, music choices perhaps are, is a big one. So there's got a lot of things. Better be... music, yeah. They've got to come. I think four, five, ten minutes beforehand, they've really got to amp it up, and I don't think they they have done with some of the music choices, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a big one. So there's 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 definitely things that can happen on both sides. I think the club can make changes. I think the fans can make changes themselves to improve it. Um, and then I'll just bring back a, a, you know, a very quick point to reiterate that maybe they could do something with Joe Gomez. I think that genuinely on Saturday could be mm-hmm. something that would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, as I say, it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because of course. you know the transfer record signing in Mateus Cunha didn't get a uh, an unveiling. So we, we, yeah, it, it, it remains to be seen whether whether that will happen. But I think something like that could, particularly with the saga around him, could be something you can feed off. Just um, just doubling back on um, the the deadline day as well, Liam, just to say, what is kind of nice as well is when you've got people, and, and I am confident, I am very confident Wolves will stay up this year. I, I'm incredibly confident. Um, in fact, if you take from the poll that we did, um, again, that was 2,000 people who voted, 95% of the people think that Wolves will survive this year, and, and I'm, I'm inclined to agree with that. We'll 11th that. to 13th, 17%, 14th to 15th, 53%, 16th to 17th, 25%. But really, it doesn't really matter. What matters is relegated, and there's only 5% of fans who think they're going to go down. And I think that's probably I think that's probably a fair estimate, really, which is, <laughs> doesn't, maybe it sounds cocky, maybe it sounds a little bit, you know, overly, 
maybe overly ambitious, but I just can't see them going down. And when you look at the, the other teams in and around Wolves today, they are panicking. They are running around. They are trying to get loans and deals and incomings and paying over the odds right the way until 11 o'clock. And it is just nice to just have your feet up, like we said, and let them panic around because, you, you know, you know who have kept their house in order and who hasn't. And uh, it's it's kind of a nice feeling, isn't it? Look, we could all do with a 20-goal-a-season amazing striker who's 24 years old. Everybody could do with that. But, you know, apart from that, yeah, the right-back maybe we saw it at the start of the window, but Tomato's performances have improved. I think I think they're in a great position and just let others around them make those decisions and panic. Yeah, it puts Wolves in good stead, doesn't it? And I have to use the comparison that I've used earlier today as well. Look at Everton. I mean, yeah. absolutely all over the place. Now, granted, they have made a managerial change um, very recently, but... My God, all over the shop and desperately, all over tr- desperately trying to make something happen today on deadline mm. day, and mm. desperately falling short as well. Um, and that is a direct of I mean everyone knows this obviously, but they're a direct relegation rival, and it's a it's a good sign when you see Wolves make it while well, beating them to the Cunha signing by the way in December and getting that done before the window even opened. Yeah, getting their signings gradually done throughout the month, week by week, one here, two here, getting them done gradually getting to deadline day and having one player in Mosquera to send out on loan and that's it. And you've got a club like Everton desperately, you know, offering, well, getting rid of Gordon, first of all, to Newcastle, desperately trying to splash 40-odd million on Conor Gallagher, Gallagher and, and, you know, all over the place. So, the other clubs are strengthened as well. Uh, you know, Bournemouth have made a handful of signings, Southampton, Forest are making signings, they're making some today as well. But I think it puts Wolves in good stead to be sat here, relaxed and knowing that the business is done. Jao Gomez was the last one, as we predicted a few a few days ago, and um, and they're in a good place. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, I'm quite excited, really, about the next few games. I think it's, I think they're going to be cracking, and um, you know, I think we could see plenty of these new signings um, be really integral between now and the end of the season to to Wolves staying up. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I also forgot what I was going to say next, so we'll go on to sponsors. So here we go. <laughs> uh, okay. AstroPay and is the Wolves sponsor this year. And how would you like to win an AstroPay Wolves signed squad shirt from Football Prizes? Keenan, would you like one? Obviously, I'd, I'd love one. There is uh, 149 tickets available, of which 66 have been sold. £3.95 is all it's going to cost you. Um, and you get a 10% discount code, Wolves Poddy. So make sure you're getting that. 7.30pm. It closes on the 1st of February. That is tomorrow, Wednesday, 7.30pm. I shall tweet out the discount code um, uh, later on this evening and also tomorrow. But make sure that you get... Oh, you've got to answer a question first, though. It's a tough one as well for you to be able to, be able to buy a ticket. Which nationality is Ruben Neves? Portuguese, English or Scottish? Yeah, it's the question you've got to answer. <laughs> I'll take him. Home quota. Oh, dear. So uh, get yourself involved. And also, the most important one, of course, of all, kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Kino, you're the man with the air fryer. I saw you air fry in the background. We did a video as well this morning. Uh, what's the latest that's been on uh, the Keen diet? What have you put in there? What have you put in your box recently and shoved it through? <laughs> Um, and That's heated incredible. it up, heated it up for Absolutely 20 minutes. Incredible. What um, have you done? I, Any rotisserie kicking around? I'm, uh, I'm very Any big. Any sausages been fried? My word. Any danger? I am, <laughs> I'm very big on. Um, oh, you bet you are. Well, that's a good, that's a, yeah, fair point. Um, very big on healthy homemade burgers, um, beef mm-hmm. or chicken. But the chicken ones I do, coated in corn flakes as a breadcrumb, which is all over the internet. 
um, as a as a recipe are excellent. So they they they're the ones that have most recently been done. And actually, I'm doing them tomorrow on Wednesday. Are you can you are you going to tweet a picture out? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, what air fryer did you get? Which one did you go for? In the I got, was it the tower air fryer? It was. It was just the standard um, tower one. So it was the, well, look, you know me. It was one of the cheaper ones. Um, but it was, uh, it's, mate, it's been doing the job. It's been absolutely top draw. Mate, 45 quid. That's all you get. 40 quid for a, for a three litre one. Um, there's, you can get you can get them up to you know, five litres for 85 quid. You can go all out and get a 100 quid one. But 40 quid for an air fryer. It's absolutely no brainer, isn't it? That's having your... Got. In your old kitchen. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a it's a steal, to be honest. Um, and if well, you it's a steal because you got you got twenty five percent off, and well, then you that, made you made your missus pay half of it. That that as well. Um, but no, if you look at that Tower One um, retail in a, in a big in a big chain, big supermarket somewhere, you're you're looking at sixty odd quid. So you mm. know, I think it's a it's an absolute bargain. And look, if you want a compact one, if there's only one of you and yeah, you want a little meal, £25 for a compact air fryer. You can't say fairer than that, so... You can't go wrong. Ah, happy days. Let's take some questions from the beautiful people. Let's do it. Okay, here we go, Liam. Liam. <laughs> wow, what Liam. is that? Um, one second. Sorry, I've lost my um, tweets that I had. Oh! Before that. That's what I was going to come on to. Before that. Shall we do? I know you've all been waiting for it. The best media facilities, 10th to 6th. Here we go. Here we go. Week three. Week three. I'll give you um, I'll give you the details of how it's gone down so far, shall I, for everybody? Okay, here we go. So we've all done 20th to 11th so far. And this is 20th to 11th. 20th was Everton. 19th, Crystal Palace. 18th, Nottingham Forest. 17th, Leeds. 16th, Fulham. 15th, West Ham. 14th, Aston. Fima. 13th Brentford, 12th Southampton, 11th Bournemouth. Here we go. Number 10. Are you ready? Everybody. Number 10 on the media facilities in the Premier League is Brighton and Hove Albion. Now, Liam, I think I'm going to have to just explain this one because you haven't had it yet. Um, which when it wasn't COVID, is that correct? That is correct. So you take the lead on this one, my friend. So first of all, Brighton, great spot. I mean, love it. I mean, you know, we always get a nice little hotel, which is because uh, long way away, Brighton. So normally we can have a stopover, which is a bit of a nice night out, and you can run across the the seafront, gorgeous sea air. Uh, you get to the stadium, parking not the best. It's easy to find, but then it's a good fifteen minute walk to the stadium. However, once you get in there. Uh, the media room is excellent. You've all got little cubby holes. There's also some open areas there. It's huge, the place. Uh, the food, when it's going, and I know you've got some brown paper bags with some food before, Kino, because obviously we're not allowed media food during during COVID. Four or five choices, huge bar, big fridge available with any drinks that you want, coffee, tea, the whole shebang, nice and clean. It's brand new. You go outside, you are right, and I mean right above the dugout. We like a good like a good seat, don't we? And I think you are right above the dugout. There's two seats to every table. And then you get a huge, probably the biggest, in fact, I know it's the biggest TV the media get, um, just to your right or your left-hand side. And it's like a 42-inch plasma. So all these little dinky TVs you get, you get a huge TV. You get a great view of the, of the stadium. And for me, um, Wi-Fi seems fine. Yes, it is a bit of a trek, but I think all in all, for uh, it definitely has to make the top ten for me. Brighton, Hove, Albion. 
I think you've sold that very well. Okay, here we go. Ninth on the list. Liam, do you want to do ninth? Do you want to I do the honest for ninth? I will. Ninth. Number nine. Is I'm going to do an even bigger tap here. Ninth on the twentieth top twenty media facilities in the Premier League is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolverhampton Wanderers. We wondered where they were going to be. Were they going to be in the bottom five? Were they going to be in the bottom ten? No, they have finished ninth place. Liam, the floor is yours. Yes, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Look, Judah wanted to put them twentieth. Wow. I, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, no, I, I think Wolves is very good. Look, the, um, the you know, all the staff I get on with very well, very friendly. That's That goes a long way with me. Been getting parking um, this season, which has been excellent, right outside uh, the, the the door that we go through as well, the entrance. So, um, all perfect. I think the food's actually pretty pretty decent. I mean, it's, it's not number one, but it's it's pretty good. Um, the, the press room is, is also fairly spacious. When it gets, you know, when City or... Liverpool are in town, and all the big, you know, all the big uh, nationals so turn up. Big. Then it is a little bit, it is a little bit cramped in there. But overall, pretty good. Um, I like the view um, and the press box itself, particularly when we get our special seats that are, uh, you know, we get a little space next to us because they look out, they look after me and you, don't they? So uh, they definitely do. So I, I, overall, I think it's pretty good. It's easily top ten. We did. I won't give away the next team, but we did actually have Brighton and Wolves above the next team. And we've made a very, a very quick last-minute change. So, um, for, the, for those of Wolves persuasion listening, well, I mean, obviously it's a Wolves fans lift. I mean, from the club listening, you would have been one higher, but you have dropped down one. Don't hold that against us because um, <laughs> no. I think they were worried that they were going to be a lot lower than this. So, <laughs> overall, it's been a, it's been a success. Yeah, take night, take night. Um, yeah, the Wi-Fi can be a bit spotty um, from true. time to time, At times. Uh, which isn't which isn't isn't great. But I think the view, the ta- as long as you get one of the the nice tables, if you get one of the old flip tables, then then that's a different story altogether. Because I've seen many a laptop fall. Um, but but you know, I think we've been pretty good apart from maybe bar one game this season. But the view's fantastic. Um, the food has, has improved immeasurably. Back in the day, you won't remember, Keno. We used to go into a little side door, which I think is corporate now, um, right next to the right next to where we sit on the press box, and it was basically a muffin and a bit of soup at half time. So from what we get now, it did it did peak. We had a, we had an incredible period of a season where it was three or four or five choices. Now two to three, but that's fine. Um, and I think it's very very comfortable, and the guys do a great job. And like you say, the car parking is probably. The best car parking from no car park car parking to now the best in the Premier League for us because like you say you park your car you you wander across the street and you're straight in the media box I mean that is the dream come true spot on night with all the Hampton Ronderers right late change to the settings because it is you know we can move it we can move things up and down eighth in the Premier League jumped two spots last minute is Manchester. United, Manchester United. Some people would think maybe Man United would be a little bit higher. Um, we had them 10th, they went to 8th. Um, dropped off recently for me, Man United, but um, car parking's not bad at all. You've got to go through a bit of sec- a few security checks, though, which is a bit of a bummer, but car parking, not bad. I think the press room, Kino, is excellent. Well, uh, well that's, when room. The, that's when it's not leaking through the, uh, through the roof. But um, oh, did you have a? Was there some water? Was there? Uh, I think it was the under eighteen FA Trophy last season. Um, really? Can't, I can't remember that we. Well, I was uh, there, but we, I can't remember it was leaking. I, I think you might have been. I'm not sure where you were, but we came back inside 
and there was yeah. a, and there was a, <laughs> there was a bucket because the the roof was leaking in the room. Um, uh, as a stadium, it does need a little bit of TLC, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, of course it, it need, does. needs a bit of a revamp. But overall, the room and the f- uh, the press room that is and the food it, it's it's pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's quite good. I'm quite happy with that. Um, the food is very good, um, pretty friendly, and the actual view from the press press box is excellent. The thing that that knocks it down immeasurably for me, from maybe a top five to to top ten, is that the I mean the knee room in the press box in our seats is horrendous. It's, you're packed in like sardines. sardines. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have two to a table, but there's just nothing. There's just no room whatsoever, is there? So that needs sorting out, and um, as does a lot of the stadiums. So that's why it's knocked down. But from a you know. I still think, you know, when you go to Man United, I still look forward to that away day. So that's why I moved it up a couple of spots last minute. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't mad at that either. I, I, I can live with it. Okay, thank you very much. Right, um, so we've had 10th Brighton, 9th Wolves, 8th Manchester United. Liam, you're going to do 7th? 7th is... Newcastle. Newcastle! Newcastle! I mean, it's probably one of the funnest away days. <laughs> Out the lot, if you have a night out for me. But um, Liam, big fan of Newcastle. Yeah, I mean the. Well, to be honest, I only did it once. That was last season, and I didn't need. I don't know what the park is like because I parked at the hotel. So you might have to enlighten me on that one. But um, the the press room is pretty decent. You know, the the food is is okay. That's probably not the the two best things about it. But the the press box is. Again, great view, great location. It's you know it's got enough room. Wi-Fi is never an issue. Um, all those things taken into account, it has to it has to be up there. But I think you mentioned it already. What you hope is going to well, we might struggle this season, but because of the uh, the, the it being moved for TV. But what you hope is getting a night out there, and that is what bumps it up a few spaces. Yeah, and um, look, the press the press box is great. I mean, look, apart from the Sabutio style glass. Um, Perspex counters that don't really, when it's raining, don't really do much to our laptops. They get absolutely covered in rain. But um, from from a from a, I think a spectacle point of view and a position point of view, I think it's top draw. And you are in a great city. Yeah, I, I think Newcastle. Oh, I'm fuming with that TV change though. Yeah, what they, I think I think it's five years in a row they've changed this fixture now for TV, which is incredible. I know. I mean, you were ready. You were ready. You were like, what time's kick off as well? I think, no. Oh, well, it's it's Sunday. Is it like 4.30 on a Sunday, I think? 4.30 like on a Sunday. And you're like, can we squeeze... <laughs> text me. Can we squeeze an overnight with, with, um, with, in finance? Can we get it on? Can we get it on? And I'm like, uh, oh, I don't know, Liam. I think we might struggle with that, to be fair. We can always try and push it through. but um, Go up on I'm Saturday sure. afternoon. <laughs> out, out on the tune. And then... Uh... Straight through to expenses. £450 in, in, in all bar one. Oh, talking about language. Oh no, no, I don't want me seeing dead in all bar one. To be fair, mate. Oh, that'll do, per- mate. Purdue's a good place in Newcastle, but yeah, it is a great and service stations are great as well. I'm all for a service station. There's a couple of great ones over there. Ferry Bridge um, is always decent. Um, oh, uh, Weatherby's great on the way there, so I think it's and every everyone's the food's okay. I would say only okay. Yeah, I would say that as well. 
Um, but it's a big press room, um, easy to get to the fans for me as well, um, who come down, well, I mean, look, they're, um, they're, they're sweating buckets when they get down those stairs afterwards, but it gives me a chance to get through to them, get a couple, and then um, and then it's a nice little walk into Newcastle City Centre, which is always a bonus. So, Newcastle, uh, congratulations, you are seventh. Right, sixth to finish off the list, sixth place in the top 20 Premier League media rankings is... Some people might think they're top. They're not. They're sixth. It's Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea. Chelsea, Liam. Um, lots of great things. And look, there's some poor things as well at Chelsea. But for me, it's up there, probably number two on the list, if not number one. One of the greatest spreads. One of the greatest media food buffets you will ever see in your life. And that's why they are so highly ranked. It's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely. I think that, to be honest, that's probably the only thing that gets them, <laughs> that gets them highly ranked. <laughs> because um, the, the views, is... the, view, the view actually is a, we're in the, on the halfway line is good, but I know, I know where you can see it is, isn't great. But go on, I'll let you speak about the food. So the food is, 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 is top draw. It probably is number one because it's not just the quality, it's also the, um, the plethora of options. I mean, the, it's, yeah, it's a proper spread. So, so that is probably number one for food. Obviously, I won't give it away, but the club who is number one on the whole list is probably second for food, I would say. But or, anyway, it's definitely up there for food. But the reason it gets dropped down is I'm going to, you know, I'll be honest, the rest of it's not great. There's no parking for one. True. The... But I can all, but yeah, but at the same time, do you need parking there? Because we can park at my gaff and then we can go and have a little bit of a brunch in... On, on in the Bluebird Cafe on Kings Road, then we can walk across to the game. I'm yet to you be know, the dogs can have a groom. So it means nothing to me because I don't get invited. Okay. It's, it's always okay. it's always you and Spears, mate. Oh, never... here we go. Here we go. I'm jealous. No. Um, <laughs> look, no parking. The press room is is okay, but it's a little bit small, a little bit dingy, maybe. I don't know if that's harsh, mm. but it's okay. It's not terrible. Um, the as I say, in terms of food, everything's great, and the drinks are brilliant. But the press box is pretty bad. I mean, it is bad. You yeah. mentioned the views good. Yeah, that's if you know if you you can. No one at the far see end of the pitch is taking a throw in. You're you're going to be all right. The, the the low ceilings, you can't see the stadium. It's like you're cramped in. The Wi-Fi is dreadful. Mm. So all of these negative things, you'd be surprised that I'm putting it. That well, we've put it at five, but. The food and the spray is genuinely that good that you it has to be top five. It has to be, but there's no way it can be higher than that purely because of those other issues. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, oh, and another thing, it, it, yeah. facilities are key, and they've got no mix zone. Okay. A mix zone does not exist there. That's, that's you're, trying to, you're trying to move them down the list. Yeah, but the food's great, mate. The food's great. We could put on four stars. Not having a mix zone is insane. That is crazy. Two of the clubs that are in the top five. Two of their massive, massive selling points is that their mix zone is absolutely mm. superb. Mm. No mix zone but the, at all. But the Never. food's great. But the food's great. But the food is good. <laughs> sixth. The food is good. They come into on Chelsea. They're sixth. So look, I think at one point they were one. To be honest, one or two, but they're not the sixth. So tenth Man United, ninth Brighton, eighth Wolves. Sorry, tenth Brighton. My bad. That's what we had before. Tenth Brighton, ninth Wolves, eighth Manchester United, seventh Newcastle. And sixth, Chelsea. So we have got five, four, three, two, and one to come next week. Thank you very much. Hope you're enjoying the top 20 media facilities. Let's go 
and take some questions from the beautiful people. Okay, here we go, Liam. Number one in at number one is... When I find it... Um, that's a difficult one to answer, to be fair. I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> Hi, guys, says Mike. Question for the potty. Will we score enough goals to stay up? And if so, where are they coming from? It's a good question. Um, if I can answer it, I should be the manager, really. Um, oh, get yourself in. Lop out. Lop on this podcast. <laughs> Lop out, keen in. Um, Lop a tiggy with me in his ear. The... <laughs> Christ, be fuming. That is, that is scary. Mm. I think the, you know, the, the idea is that Cunha is going to be able to provide it. But I think a massive part of this is Wolves don't miss a lot of chances. They just don't create loads, do they? Let's be honest. I think a massive part of it is going to be Pablo Sarabia. I really do. Not not necessarily he's going to score between now and May, you know, 10 plus goals. I mean, be, be brilliant if he did, but I think he's going to have a massive part in hopefully scoring a few and creating. And if he can create for the likes of Cunha, perfect. So I think Wolves will do enough to stay up. And I think him and hopefully Cunha will be, will be a big part of that. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a great show. Um, now that our squad, um, now that we know our squad for the last few months of the season, where do you think we'll finish, says Ronan? So where do you think they'll finish? I'm going to stick with what I said originally. I think you, there's an argument you might be able to go one higher, possibly, um, because of signings that Wolves have made and signings that other clubs haven't made. But I'll stick with what I said and I'll go 16th. Nothing but Neto. Who do you think will be our top goal scorer come the end of the season? I'll give you the Wolves' top scorers at the moment. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, oh okay. Um Pedence five, Jimenez three, Neves four, Geddes two. Geddes is gonna struggle, I think. <laughs> A little bit. I it's an easy answer, but I think it will be Daniel Pedence. I think, okay, you I, think, think yeah. I, I think he's looking pretty good um in the Lopatigi system at the moment. I think he'll get a few more. Um I can't see let's say he gets another two or three, four max. I can't see anyone who's on zero, i.e. any of the new signings, getting 10 plus. But if they mm-hmm. can get four, five, six each with a few assists here and there, then that'd be a pretty good return. What about Nathan Collins? Can you see him getting the six? <laughs> what an unbelievable shout from me. No, no, I don't think actually, because I think it's going to be Dawson's going to get seven. Um, that was a joke, by the way. <laughs> is, there a ch- is there a chance? And I'm saying just a chance. Raul Jimenez can be the top scorer again. After all this, there's definitely a chance. Of course, there is. He's, he's not far off Pedence at the moment. The problem is, all three Two of goals. those have come in the cups, haven't they? So, mm-hmm. not that they don't count, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. Wolves need goals in the Premier League, and particularly now. Can you see been... him as being in this in this team though, he, playing he, this team regularly? He he will come in and out. I think. Um, okay. I don't think he'll be around and out number nine every single week, but I think he will get. He will definitely get starts and opportunities. Gaz Roberts, who should Roman Reigns face at WrestleMania? Has to be Sami Zayn. Do you agree, Liam? Honestly, I could not care less. Oh, Liam, what are you talking about? It's not for about? me, mate. No, I, know, I, know you, I know you like this wrestling oh, stuff. Oh, I love it. I love the me. Rumble. Do you, watch the, do you, not, you used to watch the Royal Rumble? Never watched any of it in my life. What? I agree. I think it should be Sami, but it won't be, unfortunately. I think it'll be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos in a tag team on night one of WrestleMania. And they'll be facing at Elimination Chamber. Uh, but I hope no you're way. right, but I don't think it is. It's going to be Cody Rhodes. Um, right. Yeah, I know you know, that meant nothing to you and probably most of this uh, podcast, but there you go. Uh, Super Grant, is Sasa Kalajic likely to play before the end of the season? A lot of people asking about uh, Sasha and, um, and also registering players and whether he's going to be registered in the Premier League. 
also Chiquinho as well, and whether he's going to be registered and how many players can actually be available from the foreign point of view. Maybe just uh, answer all those questions at once. I certainly will. So um, cast your mind back to it's probably about three or four weeks ago, I think probably late December, something around that time. Um, we discussed this topic because we were looking at you know signings that Wolves may may bring in um, and the, the space they'll have in the squad because they can have 17 foreign players that are over the age of 21 um, in the um, in the first team squad. Uh, you know, obviously Bonatini is gone so that, that freed up a space which Cunha took and there was a discussion around the time that, um, and we, we sort of revealed on this podcast that Wolves would be willing to take Kalajic and Giacchino off the registered Premier League squad to allow space for other signings because of their long term injuries um, it's, I think Wolves have, have planned really to not be uh, to, have, to have neither of them available for the rest of the season um, as far as I understand it I think Giacchino is is, is very much going to be a summer job for him because it was a very bad injury. Kalajic's injury was obviously later than Giacchino's, which doesn't bode well for him, and it's the second time he's had this injury. Um, but there is a, a slim chance he could come back um, towards the back end of the season for you know a handful of games, possibly. But it's very much up in the air. I did see some suggestions that he, you know, he'll be back on the grass this week, this week rather, which is not going to be the case. Um, so he definitely won't be won't be available soon. Um, but then the issue is whether they can have them both in, in the squad or not. So um, the way the numbers have worked out, and this is because of the signings they brought in um, and the players that have left, is they'll have space for one of those two players to be registered. Um, so Cunha took Bonatini's spot. Um, obviously Dawson and Bentley are homegrown players, so they don't need to be um, involved in the 19, in 17 foreign players. Uh, Jao Gomez is, uh, is 21, so he counts as under 21 within that category. Next season he obviously won't be, but this season he is. Um, so it means that it's Sarabia and Lamina which you've got to get in. But because you've um, you've lost Guedes on that list, it means you get them both in and you can allow a space to have one of either Chiquinho or Kalajic. So Wolves are going to make a decision on that. Um, and they've got, I think they've got to have the, the squad decided and published by Thursday, I believe. So in the next day or two, they'll make a decision on that and they'll make the decision purely on who is going to be back sooner out of the two, albeit they are planning without without having them. Um, purely speculation on my part and from what I understand in terms of the injuries, I would expect it probably to be Kalajic out of the two. Um, but as I say, Wolves are planning to be without both of them. Um, is That's the expectation and if he comes back briefly at the end of the season, it's you know a small bonus. But um, yeah, expect to to see the majority of their Wolves careers next season. James M says, "Why is Liam missing at half an eyebrow? Do you shave your eyebrows? Uh, no, no, I don't. Um, that would be a weird thing to do. Uh, it was just the way, just the way I was, um, just the way I was born. But it, it's nice for it's nice. I, I, you know where I'm going with this. I've well. never noticed them with you." I've never noticed that you've got weird eyebrows. Have you got weird eyebrows? Not really. Don't think you've got weird eyebrows, they, they're just they're just a little bit thicker in the centre than they are, or sorry, closer together than than they are at the ends. I mean, that's about it. But um, it's just nice that um, on a on a Wolves podcast, um, a quote unquote fan has decided to focus on someone's appearance rather than the football. Interesting. Oh, mate, welcome to social media. I know. Oh, I, 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 I guarantee. Cliff. I guarantee he's a male model. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> He's going on Love oh, Island next it. year, mate. I no, love Feisty Keener. I love it. Yeah, I love I it when you start to get either. angry and when you start to knock people out. I love it. I don't take any of this nonsense, mate. I don't, it's not for me. Yeah, start choking people out, mate. Honestly. You're not a purple belt for nothing. 
<laughs> Not quite. By the way, oh, you going getting... up there? You're going up. You must be going through your belts now, mate. I told you from the beginning, you don't go from white to blue until like two or three years in. Uh, what about what about turquoise? Uh, it's not it's not it's not an option, I'm afraid. Pink? No. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, it's notable in the recent Sky Deadline Day documentary that the Wolves' doctor liked his apparent attributes listed on his office. Um, what would you have on your office door as to what people can expect from you two? Uh, the doctor had always determined, always positive, always inventive, and always here for you. What would you have, Liam King? I would have always funny. Okay. Always great eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I, okay, I'll be serious for a quick second. I would say always yeah. organised because I'm, I'm, yeah. a little, I'm a little bit... You are. Um, you're very good compared to the rest. You are very good. You're very organised. I'm like a little it. bit OCD, to be honest, because I, mm-hmm. I, I have to have things in order. I'm very sort of linear. In the you're good. I'm... You're very good in the apartment pre-season. You're very good cleaning. I liked yeah. it, Kino. It works yeah, well. Yeah. Cooking well, the cleaner. Well, we, we, we did have a good, yeah, a good thing going on. A good relationship, if you will, going on there. Um, Mate, it was, it was my fourth... Fourth big pre-season away, and it was definitely your experience was definitely my top four. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. I, yeah, you know, you you did a a pretty good job um, as the cook, apart from that one uh, meal with the the mince that you bought. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. That was really bad. Which was interesting. It was interesting. Um, and uh, but otherwise, a very good job. And I, yeah, I did a good job cleaning. So I'll go. Yeah, I'll go organised um, and handsome. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I'll, I'll say always free and always easy. It'll be on my door. I think probably the best way to get, best way to say. It. Um, I was gonna I was gonna talk about it now, but I might talk about it. Maybe if I, tell you what, if we'll stay up, Kino. I think this is. Should we say it? If we'll stay up this season and people remind us on the on the podcast where they are safe and they cannot go down, shall we talk about one incident at pre-season that we haven't talked about yet, which happened on one of the earlier nights? And that we're very thankful didn't come to a oh my um, god I know what I a know bad what ending oh my god I know what you're talking about if they stayed up shall we discuss what happened I I I'm, I don't mind that I don't mind that going out okay yeah, that's fine it, yeah it, it was we'll build it up we'll build it oh up if we'll word. stay up if anyone's listening out there there's not many oh, ten thousand of you or so if they stay up we'll we'll discuss what <laughs> happened a certain incident this preseason. <laughs> and uh and, yeah we'll leave, we'll leave it at that that my you know my employers my <laughs> no 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 you're fine you're fine you're fine but yeah fine. Uh, can i can i can i leave one word to describe it yes as long as it doesn't give too much away no no it won't it won't i'll okay. say it's not it's not a great word but it's the first word that came to mind i'll say scary scary is very well scary is very good scary i'll leave it at scary I'll, I'll fact, leave it at i don't believe anyone even our colleagues know about this. That I haven't discussed it with anyone. So I haven't told you, anyone at the office. So you know, and you know, you could be the first one to know about it. So if and when wolves do it, as long as one person or a couple of people remind us on the questions, we will discuss that incident. Leave them hanging. Eh? How's that? You can't. Say uh, that. Reggie says, "I've just got back from Tenerife. Have you or Liam ever visited the Canary Islands? If so, which island is your favourite and why?" I haven't. Have you, Kino? I'm afraid I haven't, so it's a great... Is it, we next, can't, next, can't give a great next answer. Question, next question, though. Oh, this is what I was going to say earlier on before I lost my train of thought. It's about 10, 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. Um, I might be wrong, Kino. All these six players that Wolves have signed this season, uh, sorry, in January, uh, would it be the first time? I don't believe that there was a guest if you client in there. That's a very good question. don't believe there was a guest if you client involved, which is interesting, isn't it, where... 
the way that Wolves are going and, you know, everybody says it's it's all Mendes this, Mendes that. I don't believe that there was. Now, I'm not saying that George Mendes wasn't involved in, in potentially, you know, in, inside the deal, but I don't think anyone was from Gestafew, which I think is a refreshing change, to be honest. He, he, I mean, that's a, it's a fair point, but he definitely was very heavily involved in Mateus Cunha. Yes. You know, he's obviously got links with... But I don't think he was a Gestafew client, though. No, 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 no. And, and he's obviously very heavily linked with Atletico Madrid. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think... Um, I think Wolves have, have benefited a lot from from using him. At the same time, you also don't want the club to be. What's the, what's the best way to put it? You don't want them to be hamstrung with with just going with those kind of players and just going with his clients. Um, so it's good to see. The Wolves did a bit of that in the summer as well. Don't forget they they you know Collins been a, a very major example of that. So the club isn't afraid to um, to use other contacts as well, and I think that's very refreshing. I I, I have to say, use the contacts you've got definitely. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there are players out there that aren't from one specific agent, and you've got to you've got to go out there and, and utilize the market. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, thoughts on Wolves women on Sunday, Liam? Well, it was a shame, obviously, to to lose, but the fact that they you know took a WSL team um, to to the distance they did before conceding um, had a record attendance in there for for a game outside of Molineux. Um and for the women, it was it was an excellent. Yeah, it, I think they're doing a once again, such a brilliant job. Um, it's good to see the club getting behind them, the fans getting behind them, and it, the timing was brilliant with with the men's first team not playing, and um, and hopefully they can they can just go from strength to strength and include in, sorry improve the kind of attendances every single week as well. Um, it's not just when a WSL team is in town. Hopefully, it will be in well, hopefully a championship next season, but just league games in general. Uh, Matt from Cornwall says, are there any transfers that didn't get across the line this window or any rumours that you can tell us about how the window is close to closing, now the window's close to closing? Uh, nothing I can say that I haven't said already. Look, if I get if I get some information um, that I can verify as being, as being accurate, I will, I will report it. So um, nothing I can say that I haven't said. Obviously, we've reported on several different players that, that Wolves have been interested in that they haven't signed. But... Um, I think it's fair to say that Wolves, um, part of the reason why they are having such a quiet deadline day is that they've been able to genuinely get they are their first choices in the positions that they want to balance the squad. Um, it harks back again to the relationship and, and working relationship between the manager and um, and Matt Hobbs and um, and the kind of pulling power the manager has. And um, and Wolves have been very organised and uh, and astute in their work this month. I don't think you can criticise them for that, and hopefully it puts them in, in, in a great position. Andrew Hadfield, how was Frozen? My daughter starts rehearsal Sunday for the same show. Looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I did go and see Frozen, by the way, Liam, uh, when I was uh, down in London. Uh, Frozen the musical, as you do. Interesting choice. It was an interesting choice. The missus wanted to see it, to be fair, so uh, I had to go with her. Uh, look, it was fine, Andrew. It was fine. Um, needed a first 20 minutes was pretty dire, to be honest, when the kids were on stage. So if your daughter is rehearsing for potentially the, the London show, then I think you can only get better. Um, but it was fine. Elsa, you, you must have seen Frozen, though, Kino. Absolutely not. I mean, not seen Frozen not or joking. Kino. I genuinely haven't. Have you not seen it? It's not, oh, it's, it's not that I'm against it. I just oh, it's a banger. It's a banger. I've not had a reason a to watch it. Elsa was very good. Anna was awful. Um, Olaf was decent. Kristoff, Hans were were pretty good. So uh, I would say it was watchable, but um, definitely not anywhere near the top ones in in the London. But probably worth a watch if you're down there. Let It Go was was obviously very good. Uh, some nice special effects and a couple of other 
good songs later on. Um, we'll discuss the JLo's best 11 against Liverpool in a little bit as we're previewing it. Who had the best transfer window out of Wolves and the teams around them, says Greg Ellis. I've got to be honest, I think you have to say Wolves. I think, absolutely. I, I, I don't think there's actually that much of, a, of an argument there. Look, other clubs have definitely made definitely made decent signings. I think um, Forest have actually done okay with, with, with some of their players they brought in. But um, but no, I think I think you have to say Wolves without a doubt. Um, Jack says, Nathan, are you feeling oozy? I am absolutely feeling oozy, Jack. Again, over Liam's head. Uh, ben Curtis, a good, I like this question. Water park or theme park? Water park or theme park? Big fan of both. I will probably just lean towards theme park. Okay. Just. I, I like both. I'm probably heavier theme park lean for me than a water park. I do like a water park. I do feel a lot of them are disappointing sometimes. Um, when you get to America, I think they're a lot better, but um, yeah, not not great. I went to one in Dubai, Atlantis, supposed to be incredible. It was it was all right. It wasn't great. Um, Lot, there's a lot of standing around in water parks for me, with a you know an inflatable, and uh, I don't like it. I know there is. Sure. And normally I'm into theme parks. I've got my fast pass, you know, and by timed. I like to walk straight in. I don't want to be queuing. I don't like queuing with anyone. Do you know what I mean? No, no, especially for the general no public and someone like no. you. Unbelievable. No, horrendous, horrendous. Um, Gail says now there's been more competition within the team. Do you think this could negatively affect some players? I wonder if Geddes suffered a bit. By not being first choice, there is definitely a player there. Look, I, I understand where she's coming from, but I, I have to wholeheartedly disagree because um, I, I know in, in the question she's also said, you know, caveated that with, you know, Geddes didn't have the best um, attitude and um, and work rate, and that, you know, I think says the, says the least, to be honest, about him. But um, I think one of the things Wolves needed alongside the other key factors in this window is competition. Lopetegui said it several times I think that is only healthy you have to have players who are worried about losing their spot and that's why or the reason why they bump their ideas up and uh, and improve the performances so look I think the competition is only healthy for the squad I think there's an argument you can say maybe they've got too many central midfielders but I think yeah, at the moment you want Wolves to be well stocked rather than, than the opposite way around and it's a it's a a healthy change from what we're used to when the squad's been so thin mm. in recent years. Um, Andrew says, you're on an away day and your hotel room has been double booked. Would you go top and tail with Liam or has he got gipping feet? Gipping, gipping feet. Wow. Incredible. Oh, Kino, I don't think I could share. I don't think I could. I could share an apartment with you quite easily, but I'm not sure I can share a room with a young'un. I think I'd have to book in another room. Once I have to go to another hotel. <laughs> yeah, mate, you... Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> don't, no, don't go there. I'm we not, can't go down, I'm that, not going down that road. No, no, um, that's not. I mean, I, I, I could, but I would prefer not to, only because I... You're very uni-orientated, though. You're definitely more um, sticking, you know, get get involved than me. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, no. I need a, I need a roped-off area. <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, still a, I'm still a young man, only 26, so I know, like a beverage, I like to go out and, and see the sights. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Handsome, handsome Tim says, "Handsome Tim, I definitely, definitely not someone who we know." Um, will Johnny, will Johnny improve under Lopetegui since he has coached him before, or is, or is Johnny washed up? Oh, I would like to think so. I mean, he's not had many opportunities so far, has he? But he's done okay in some of them, particularly I thought away at, um, at Anfield in the in the FA Cup. So, 
Yeah, I would like to think so, but Semedo is very much locked down at right back. Obviously, Johnny did play left back at Anfield in that game. I thought we actually looked more comfortable there, but um, he, he's a he's a squad option for me, I think, and uh, and he's, he probably doesn't come in in many games, particularly now that Wolves have only got the Premier League to worry about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good stuff. Thank you very much for everybody who sent in their questions this week. Right now, then. Wolves versus Liverpool on Saturday. Liam, Liverpool again lost to Brighton at the weekend, so many people would say that uh, they are be going for revenge yet again. I'm sorry, Liam, but this season, Wolves have not had a statement win. Well, they haven't had many wins at all, but they've not had a, a really big performance against a, a big boy, apart from potentially the FA Cup game when they made nine changes and, and should have beaten Liverpool at Anfield. But I feel like, especially if you're going to have a big season where you stay up, you need a big win against a top four side. Um this isn't a this isn't a oh I'll bite your hand off, you know, anything's anything a point or anything would be great. Like for me, they've got to go into this game with the belief, with the attacking prowess and really push them and and I think go for the jugular because they're obviously not in a good space at this moment in time, are they? Completely agree. I think we, we saw in the performance at Anfield in the FA Cup, Wolves played very much a second string side. Liverpool very much played their first team and Wolves should have won. And um, and I think Wolves are very, very capable of, particularly at home, if they can get the crowd involved, this atmosphere we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Wolves are easily capable of winning this game, which people might not expect me or, or, or Wolves yep. fans to say, but I genuinely do believe that Wolves can win this game. Very, I wouldn't say very easily, but they're easily capable of doing it. Um, you look at Liverpool's struggles again, even just recently, obviously losing to Brighton again in the FA Cup, but... Um, Canati has picked up a hamstring injury, so they're mm-hmm. without him. Um, they're looking light, genuinely light across the pitch. Trent, Trent struggling as well. Exactly. He was taken hauled off for like fifty-five minutes. Um, you know, Nunes is just getting back from fitness. Gakpo doesn't like he's hit his stride yet. Salah's not the same Salah as before. They've got midfield issues. For me, this is a really good chance. This this, this isn't a, a free hit by any means. I think they should be going for the jugular. But what they can't do. Liam, what they cannot do is us saying this the same for Manchester City and they put performance like that, which for me was, yes, it was Manchester City, but they were so, so poor that day. And I, I, I'd be stunned if they put in the same kind of display against Liverpool. Lopetegui will have them going and they've got to really give it. They've got to get the crowd on side from the start. They've got to be aggressive. And I see no reason whatsoever that they can't get at least a point from this game. And, and for me, they kind of... You talk about the games, you talk about the two Liverpool games that we've seen this season in the FA Cup, like, I'd quite happily lose those games if it meant a win in this, you know, against Liverpool in the in the Premier League because that's the most important thing, isn't it? Forget about the FA Cup. This you, every, I think everybody would trade it in for three points on Saturday. Without a doubt. It would have been, would have been great to go through and obviously they should have done uh, at Anfield, but of course, you know, this is the bread and butter. Wolves need to stay in the Premier League and and um, and you would take three points every day of the week against this team. And I'll say it again, I really do think Wolves are easily capable of getting something out of this game. Um, not just because of the fact that they're struggling in performances and, and in terms of personnel and the injuries they've got, um, but Wolves have made a lot of good signings. They've got players who can come into this team straight away and play. And at home with the crowd, I, I think you've got a really good chance. And I would like to think that the atmosphere is reflects that and um, and if it does it could be it could be a really good three o'clock kickoff afternoon on a Saturday if it, it's nice to have a three o'clock game rather than 
rather than playing Liverpool at God knows what time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, I'll be interested to, to see this. Liam, what do you think Lopetegui, Lopetegui will go for on Saturday, team-wise? So there's definitely there's definitely a few positions that I'm a little bit up in the air with, but I'll go with this. I think he will play Sarin goal. I think okay. he'll play Semedo at right back. Mm-hmm. I think he plays a centre-back pairing of Dawson and Kilman. Okay. Which I think it might be a little bit unfair on Collins, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, I think he goes Bueno at left back. Neves, Matinho, Nunes as a midfield three. I think he goes Sarabia on the sorry, right. Sorry, go go for that midfield three again, sorry. Uh, Neves, Nunes and Matinho. Okay, oh, Matinho, okay. Keeps his spot, okay. And I think he goes Sarabia on the right, Pedence on the left, Cunha through the middle. Pedence, Sarabia, yeah. Okay, I... Pretty much agree with all of those. I might just change and I might go Lamina for Moutinho for me, who I thought was ineffective against Manchester City, um, and play more of a flat three um, with Pedence and Sarabia, definitely more advanced, of course. That's what I would do. But it, apart it, from it that, was I think actually Lamina who started against City. Oh, was it? Okay. And Moutinho came on. Um, but I, that, I was also a li- that was one of the ones where I wasn't. 100% sure because I could see him playing Lamia ahead mm. for sure but yeah it's it. I think those are the, that one and the centre back is for me the only ones that are probably really up for debate I think the rest of them pretty much pick themselves and most importantly a score I'll go first and we'll take yours for the uh, the main uh, prize I'm going to say after all this Molyneux atmosphere after all the signings after everything that's gone on after all the history of Liverpool this season, I'm going to say that Wolves get their just desserts and they get the result they've been looking for. Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Liverpool 1. It's very interesting what you've been doing in recent weeks. Oh. Managing to copy me. Oh, really? Um, really? Do Love I, it. Do I change it for purely to be different or do I give it a more, of a, more of a got, chance? Got to of... go. Got to go. Got to go with your. Got to go with your head. Okay, I'm going for it. I'm going two one as well. Two one, two one. World Cup, come two one. I absolutely love it. Come on, the boys. That'll be fantastic. Um, Liam, deadline day is nearly over. There's gonna be no breaking transfer news this week, has there? <laughs> I don't, well, this week, sort of. Yes, with Joe Goers, but not today. Oh, I don't this tonight. Yes, um, It's late. It's ten past eight. I need. I need. I need my dinner, and I've got to do a Warsaw game after this. I've also got to do an Aston Villa roundup. Of deadline day activity, so just just give me a pass, okay? I'll let you off, but I'll just finish by saying yes, Mosquera mm. is going to go. I mean, as we're yes, as we're sat here, we've just gone eight o'clock at night. It hasn't mm. been announced yet, but it will be. He is going to Cincinnati on loan. Um, hopefully, I think with the idea of um, of coming back and and challenging. Just a small note on that, because of the way that the, the the season works with uh, in the MLS over in America. Um, he may come back in the summer or he may come back in the following new year. Depends on his progress out there, how he's playing, if he's playing regularly. Um, but Wolves want him to come back and try and challenge when he does come back. So be interesting to see when he returns to Wolves, whether it's the summer or, or next new year and, uh, and how he gets on. 
Great stuff. Uh, Liam, thank you very much. I shall see you on Saturday. Uh, 86 minutes of this podcast, and we absolutely love it. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, go and finish up your paper for tomorrow, and um, we'll all see you on Saturday for a bouncing ball in the end, hopefully. And all the Hampton Wanderers 2, Liverpool 1. From me, from Kino, have a great weekend. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>